0: Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true.
1: Hi, everyone. Real quick correction for today's episode. We ran into a little bit of an issue with the title of this one. It's referred to as New Year's Eve 1959 on IMDb. However, it is actually sometimes called New Year's Eve 1960 in a couple of other places including the DVDs that we're using, as well as the Wikipedia page for Laverne and Shirley. This created a bit of a conundrum for us with how to title it and how to refer to it within the episode. Without access to the original scripts or any photos of them that help correct even that situation, and for all we know, that even may have changed during production, we don't really know exactly how to go about exactly titling it. Therefore, we are going with Happy New Year 1960, which is what is on the DVDs for the title of this episode. However, in this episode, it can sometimes be interchangeably used, in some other form or another. I haven't actually touched the edit of this episode in a while. I have just doing this quick correction to just say, it's going to be inconsistent, it's going to be weird, but we hope you'll bear with us through this little, little nagging issue. In any case, we hope that you'll uh, put up with our inconsistency of the situation and that you'll have a good time listening to us gab it up about uh, uh, this episode, episode uh, season three, episode 12. Um, let, let's just go on with it.
0: Welcome to After Night, a podcast about eight seasons in a row. I'm Lisa Fernandes and.
1: I am Chris Drywoodna. Hello.
0: And we're here reviewing New Year's Eve 1959, directed by Alan Rafkin and written by Mark Sotkin. And I bet you got something to say about them, don't you, Chris?
1: Uh, Yeah, this is just m- m- more uh, kind of nerd notes regarding Alan Rafkin, more related to his technique. Um, again, this was an episode that allowed him to do more. A little more technically, uh, there's a few nice dolly shots on the backlit, uh, the back lot exterior, uh, portion towards the end, a bit more use of inserts, coverage of some of the key moments. It's a more directed episode. Yeah. And given that he's been directing, you know, basically through this entire year of season three so far, um, it stands to reason, I suspect that at this point he was getting a little more confident or at the very least given a little more room. I think he was getting to the point he worked, he knew how to work well with this crew, um, and work well with this cast. And he was able to then spend a little time working with the camera department to figure out, you know, things how, how, just had to get a little more punch, a little more oomph in there, which is nice because, yeah. you know, sitcoms are often not known for their visual panache at this time anyway. Yeah, yeah. As for uh, Mark Sankin, uh, he wrote the same episode as prior. Uh, he was a writer for multiple different episodes. He, uh, as well for Mark Sankin on the show, he was a producer through the 1978, 79 period before becoming a supervising producer in 81 to 83 which meant uh, he worked a lot with the writer's room probably quite extensively um interesting trivia note about mark sotkin his most recent project was a short film i guess like around 2015 as a producer huh cool. so yeah it's interesting it's cool. but them's That's the great. notes
0: and here's what the episode is about with shirley playing throwing a new Year's Eve party at the pizza bowl to usher in the 1960s Laverne is being choosy about her date She'd been planning on going out with Norman, but Norman's on duty, so she's caught between one of three hoodlum types until she overhears the hunky mechanic, Pete Licurdo, and B, two longtime friends in a long-term relationship, have finally broken up. It's a chance Laverne has been waiting for since 6th grade, and she sets about wooing Pete with Shirley's help. She lands Pete as her date for the party at long last, but an a half hour before midnight, B arrives at the party and puts on their song, and threatens to ruin the first night of Laverne's new decade. Meanwhile, Carrade and Shirley's date turns sentimental and romantic in spite of traditional New Year's cold, and the boys plan on kissing the fifties goodbye with a special New Year's Eve surprise. What do you think of this one?
1: Surprisingly real. Um yeah. Yeah. it there's and when I say real, it's even in the poignant moments and yeah. the cute moments and the comedy moments, this feels more logical. This is yeah. I guess what I mean is this is less of a situational comedy and more of yeah dramedy um there was almost a uh god i'm trying to think of another like analogy of like what i even imagine you know liken it to but i guess like almost a tad more like akin to say a um almost like a cameron crowe movie kind of thing vibe almost where like
0: kind of a kitchen sink kind of roseanne feeling
1: okay i'm not as familiar with roseanne so i I would not know um but yeah no i i great i enjoyed it a lot it was not a um It's hard to call it a favorite per se, but there were some of my favorite moments from the season were definitely here. Um, There were little things like just the detail of her uh, sketching on the roller skates when she grabs Pete's belt to like kind of more major sweeping gestures like the way that the kind of the way the editing and the staging of the moment when Beatrice comes back into the pizza bowl and puts on the Johnny Mathis song um, that then, you know, bring take steals Pete away how that's all handled is... is, And even, actually, the, the pep talk at the end with Shirley and Laverne is, yeah. is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, yeah. This one's really heartbreaking in a lot of ways. It's beautifully directed, beautifully done. This is probably Sopkin's best episode. Uh, the way it handles the sensation of having your heart stomped on and jumped up and down upon... Really, really, really works. And the show, I and mean, then I just nail it to the wall. Uh, I loved the way they set up this whole premise of the party. Mm-hmm. Like, Shirley's kind of like resistance about going with Carmine, and Lorenz going. reminds her that she's been going to every single New Year's Eve party since the dawn of time with Carmine, mm-hmm. who came over to get you bombed a cheap champagne, the big ragu. That is such a cute little story. I really love that little story. And I love that uh, when Shirley finds out that B has managed to land a podiatrist, she goes, everybody gets a doctor for B.
1: Yep, I love that bit. I do. Yeah, my note for that is Uh, Shirley, good Lord, just go to medical school.
0: (laughs) Just go to medical school. Become the doctor. Do the share thing. Become the rich man. Don't marry the rich man. That's the ultimate lesson here. Uh, I love that Laverne has been lusting after this guy for at least as long as Lenny's been lusting after her. That's kind of like an interesting triangulation here. She's Hmm. been after Pete since the sixth grade. Lenny, we will learn in a flashback episode in season four, has been chasing her since at least they were 15, 14 years old. Hmm. So there's an interesting little sense of triangulation there in that Pete is unaware of Laverne basically and whenever he's in the room she completely disappears yeah and in Lenny's case there at some time, most of the time there's nobody but Laverne and to him to her he does not exist sometimes mm-hmm. so. Little tiny
1: little note that I noticed as I'm watching. this. So it's a good one. Yeah, uh, I I didn't see that per se, but then when you mentioned it, it's like, yeah, that that tracks. That's interesting timing because we've yeah. discussed uh, the the aspects of of off off pod. You and I have talked about Lenny's attraction to her and how that's yeah. been so also ongoing, and it's just kind of interesting that's. See, again, this is where I wonder. As I was mentioned, um, you know, uh, about an episode or two ago, where. You can kind of see the seeds are getting planted and sort of getting a little bit of fostering with uh, with regards to, you know, um, Lenny and Laverne ending up together. And I still have this theory that Declan was, you know, uh, into it. And like, as you're saying, like, that would be something that'd be a perfect setup for it is that she was aware she was unconsciously aware of it. So she was always chasing after somebody else. And Pete was like the first major way to get away from you know, from Lenny, basically because yeah. she was running from her own feelings.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the show does not go in that direction. Sadly, that's true. And I also managed to drag this ship into an episode that has absolutely nothing to do with it. Go me.
1: That takes, honey. You're talented. Let's just put yes, it that way. Yes, some
0: people I talent, Thank you. So,
1: so, spe- so speaking to Pete, um, I really yeah. liked the the actor. So, the actor was Crave Littler. And yeah. I really loved his performance in this as, as Pete. There's something yeah. relatably, like, as much as I hate what he does to Laverne at the end, I related yeah. to him doing his best to be strong and to deal with the breakup because he is absolutely, you know, devastated on the inside. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to have this great date. And he's really connecting with Laverne. I love the chemistry yeah. that um, that Craig, the actor, has with her. Yeah, It's I I think it's funny, you know, I'm I'm mentioning this guy's name because I have my notes here about him as an actor because he was he was another working actor through the 60s and 70s through this period until he became Jason of Star Command.
0: Oh, that's what he's from. Well, I didn't notice
1: that. As well, he was another actor that would go on to be on the love boat as two different characters across two different episodes. And um, I have I have to mention he was in Bequero, which also has Lee Van Cleef and Warren Oates. and the fact that he was even a movie that had those two in it g- gives him points in my book. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, now but back to Pete as an actor and the performance he gives here. I mean, it's it's a good performance. It's a more theatrical. It's a more um, feature film kind of performance for me because um, the little nuances, even like the way he silently like turns around to see Beatrice, you yeah. know when he hears the song. I mean, there's, there's some really yeah. wonderful look and the intimacy that he has with Laverne on the couch. And I, I love that whole detail of that. They've concocted this p- plan that will get Laverne and Pete on a date to the party. And Shirley's going to yeah. do this plan. And it, it's a complete, it turns out to be completely unnecessary. He is super into her immediately. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. And as into Laverne as he is, and how they're really sweet. I mean, he, he used to punch her because she was the only girl's sister who could take a punch. I <laughs> just love that detail. Mm-hmm. Well, you're the only one who can take a punch. And I was like, Ugh. he. The two of them are really sweet together. They have a similar jockish attitude. Uh, they clearly enjoy being together. And it's a shame that it doesn't work. Exactly. It's a shame that it doesn't work in such a public and devastating way. who is that public? Who is that devastating? Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. And it's like, it's almost like there's that omen that it's not mistletoe, it's oregano. So you already know something's going to go wrong.
0: The love is fake. The love is a lie. Much like a cake.
1: Mm. (laughs) God, I haven't (laughs) thought of that in a while. Uh.
0: Uh, It's fucking in my brain.
1: Yep. Mm. Yeah, I
0: love that Frank tries to do the twist in this episode. (laughs) There was an image of him just trying to grind away and Edna's having time for life. She's trying to dance with them. Mm-hmm. And he likes Pete because he's Italian. And then Edna brings up the fact that she's not Italian. And no one needs to know.
1: No one has to know. Yeah. And I, I love Edna sneaking in that line. Let's do the twist again. Like, ah, I see what you did there, Edna.
0: Yeah. And by the way, they did edit the twist out of this version on the DVD in syndication versions, it is extant—the real version of the twist. So, yeah. so that's yeah, another sucky music rights, thing.
1: I did want to point out, um, as sucky as the musical substitution is, I love Carmine's description of the twist. Um, imagine drying your back with a towel while putting cigarettes out with your feet at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. There's a lot of lovely things that happen in, the, in that party scene. Uh, like Carmine giving Julie that diary that's already got writing in it and oh. he tried to do something really sweet but it's really sentimental and he literally left a message in there that he hand-wrote which is about the sweetest thing that he does for her in this season, I think
1: that is, it's honestly I mean, it's <laughs> it's one of those, I wish I had thought of it because I know of an exact situation I could have used that one
0: yep, yep, yep you're gonna be the nicest thing about the 60s too, which is adorable. Yeah. That is adorable. That is adorable. God, give Carmine the credit.
1: Okay, and fine. He follow- okay, and he follows and he leaves. Fine. He even- okay, fine. fine.
0: <laughs> uh. Even the most ardent Carmine hater will come around sometimes. Yeah. He even follows Shirley home after she flees the party, after Raverne flees the party. Uh I was gonna say. That Shirley's heavy hinting is hilarious as Laverne tries to convince Pete to go with her to this party. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, right down to the horn blowing, the hints that it's expensive to go to the party, you have to come with a date, it and 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 mhm. Uh everything about that is great. She's such a good wing woman. She's yes. Such a good I mean, it's, it's
1: it's just just over at the time it's one of those she didn't read the room but my god she is yeah. uh yeah. yeah. Cuz I mean it's it's yeah. amazing that you know Shirley is under the right circumstances it's like Shirley perfect beautiful wonderful that's exactly what needed to happen in that moment. Right now it's a <laughs> cop <block. laughs> Uh Lost her heart. She
0: tries so hard.
1: <laughs> she does try so hard. Yeah. And i love, I'd also love the moment, oh, where Laverne tries to put on. Uh, yeah, that whole sequence, honestly, is so cute. Like, putting on yeah. the music, and that was me and Beatrice's yeah. song. It still kind of reminds me of her, and it just whips throws it out. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. 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 Oh, man. Uh, I love that Laverne was going into the woods at, in sixth grade, even though she didn't know what to do. Now I know what to do. Oh,
1: God. Course, Actually, it was. I was friends with a girl in second third grade that was like that actually. Didn't know what to yeah. do, but she tried to do something.
0: Oh dear. Oh Almost dear. hey, hey, oh,
1: hey. Uh, to in my it, you know, to to be fair, I, I was I was probably the only one that she seemed to spend like spending time with in that regard. But <clears throat> that's another story for another time. <laughs> um
0: To quote Shirley, my plan does not include smut <laughs> Ah god, that's great. I had to do I
1: had to go there, I had to go there, I had to go
0: there I had to go there I had to go there. I had to go there.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, and okay, I, I still have this notes in all caps. Laverne as a roller derby girl. Yes. I want yes, I want I yes. want an unholy rollers AU.
0: God same same, same, same. She would be an amazing roller derby queen. She even has skates with L's on them. Mm-hmm. So great. So great. So great. I love it. Yeah, I kind of want that oh, which, to you. Actually,
1: on that note, finally Unholy Rollers is on DVD. Oh. I just looked that up. Anyway, sorry about That's that. Cool. I was going to mention
0: that this is the second time the boys come in as if they're going to play chicken with the girls. Squeaky's up on Lonnie's shoulders mm-hmm. for that hello gag, a really great hello gag. A strange It looks like a strange creature from another world.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, there's, there's some wonderful zing lines. It's a good hello gag in this one. It's the sweetness yeah. with Carmine and Shirley is appreciated. Yeah. I also um, appreciate it. This is, this is a strange little note, but I liked seeing Carmine act, interacting with another guy here. Um, yeah. Because of the scenes that are with Carmine to the show, he often interacts more directly with the girls than with other men. And I thought it was interesting yeah. to see him kind of like a masculine bonding, again, with somebody, I mean, they've known since school and i love that that back and forth you know it's like you want a beer pete are they free yeah that's why i can afford them which of course my note to that is you're a gigolo you Dorcas. come on um
0: <laughs> there's gonna be much more of that in season seven and much more of that in season eight uh due to strange circumstances but Carmen will be speaking to plenty of dudes plenty of time with frank to play 10 squiggy mm. so we'll get to see that
1: interesting but, yeah. uh, yeah. And I do love the, uh, when they come back, the beer brigade, lots of brewskis and it's like, so we yeah. had to try to do another test and we had to be sure. And all this, like, I guess what I mean is like, that was, I don't know. There was something about that. that just was like, huh, this is kind of different. It might just be being yeah. a, a cis male, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, might be it. Yeah. this
0: was just a nice moment. I love everything about the girls discussion. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I dream I just don't like to talk about it. That way it don't hurt if it doesn't work out. Oh, Right in the heart, right in the heart,
1: right in the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Right through the heart, into the ribs. Mm-hmm. Past the ribs and into the Bounce,
1: back. Yeah, that plays plays your ribs like a xylophone. Does There's does a, a does a funky jam. Yep. You know, cracks one on the way out.
0: Yeah. There is a beautiful dolly shot that follows Laverne through this happy throng of celebrants.
1: I was just I gonna to mention get, that. I was just gonna yeah, 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 try to get yeah, back yeah, to the apartment. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's so good.
0: So pretty. And with, with her face filled with tears, just wildly moving along. And there's this tiniest moment where Lenny kind of looks at her, trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it doesn't really register because he's too focused on Squiggy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what do you think of the boys' stunt, by the way?
1: Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I... It was... it. I think it's like compared to some of the other like stunts they've done in the show, it seemed kind of tame. So I was like, yeah. oh, "Okay, that's cute," um, but at the same time, it's—I mean—in real life, that is something that'd be terribly dangerous, especially with these two. And you know, these yeah. two guys—they're not careful. Yeah. But you know, so it—it it, it works, you know. But I did really like the—I also appreciated the idea that he is the ball, he's the baby. You know, he's got the sash on him. Yep. There was something kind of there was something very cute and very Lenny and Squiggy about them, and. I appreciate that in many ways, Lenny and Squiggy are, they remind me of in the movie Sunday school, there's those two kids making the horror movie. They're totally into horror movies and they make the horror film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: And it's like in an eighties version of the show, that's, that's who they would be. And
0: yes, 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 yes. So there would be a less Valley Boy in Ted. Mm hmm. With poor hygiene habits.
1: Okay, so I just I just re- just remembered that yeah, summer school has a connection there because it's a Carl Reiner movie. Yeah, totally forgot about Jeff- that.
0: And Mark Harmon is st- stars in it, and Mark Harmon was in the first season of *Laverne surely Shirley*.
1: That's correct. Yes, which we okay. kind of forgot uh, to really mention at yeah. the times. Oops. oops. We still Sorry. we still haven't made we had, this. Is, this is at least as we're recording. This is our first realization of the oops, but uh, that oops. we needed to discuss that. We haven't discussed it yet. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, it's, it was, it was interesting stun. You know, it's, it's a, it feels, I like that it's timed in such a way that it kind of caps at the end of the moment. Um, and it does have cleaner coverage than the way they cut Norman arriving very awkwardly. That, that was weird. I don't know if that was an issue with like the footage or a camera problem or an extra got in the frame. And so they only had like this one like chunk of like eight frames they could use, you know, but.
0: Yeah, it's really edited, really put together. I'm wondering if they shot him at a different time then spliced him in. It's what it feels like. Watch it.
1: Right. Yeah. It may yeah. have been like there was, I don't know, sound problems or something. Like he was supposed to come all in, come into the shot in one take, you know, and the whole thing was done as one. And then they realized they need to go back and get pickups. And so they went back like another night and had to, yeah. they only had a couple of extras and something. I don't know. but. Yeah.
0: The miracle of Norman showing up was so nice, though. That was a really nice capital to the whole story.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, and that's our last time for Norman, isn't it?
0: No, he actually appears another time. <gasps> he appears in the obstacle course.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. I, was, I know I have notes for his last appearance, and I was, I was trying to look for them in this episode. I couldn't find them, and I was confused. So you're right. Okay, yeah, we have a few more. We have one more episode with him.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Then, Sally he disappeared.
1: It's kind of, yeah, it's almost kind of a bummer because it actually, this feels in some respects almost like a nice little softer cap to that, even though I do love, I yeah. did did it. Well, we'll get to the obstacle course, but I, it yeah. was, uh, that was another good, that was a good episode.
0: Yes,
1: it was. That was neutral. Uh, not just, if you see that episode, tell it I said hello. Um, That's my neutral
0: Tell response. the episode I love it. Say that to Lenny's crush and look before you leave. <laughs> <I> and visit <laughs> the cemetery. <laughs> And debutante's ball. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh,
1: But anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's there was some really cool stuff in this episode. Um, I love I really love the conversation with Shirley and Laverne at the end when she's trying to drown herself in the milk and Pepsi. She almost goes for it. It's like if you stop dreaming, you may as well drown yourself in milk and Pepsi. It's like, oh, God, she's going to do it.
0: Stubborn as a mule, as Shirley says.
1: Yeah. Brave face. (laughs) The boo boo. She has to okay, put on the brave face, but she needs to do her boo boo face first. And yep, yep, yep. Um, God, the pretty on the inside. Oh, God, that, oh, God, that, that actually is something I was going to mention. Is the, um, you know, there's, there's a thing, it's just she's not pretty enough, which reminds me yeah. of something a certain someone once told me. Hint. Um, uh... And yeah, just that, that one hit, that was a remark that hit close to home, is that it, of being in the position of hearing someone that, I, that you care about, saying something like that, and knowing it's not true. And it's, yeah. I really love how they executed that moment because it's, cause I mean, for us, obviously we love Laverne. We think she's gorgeous. And she also, and she is pretty on the inside and she's pretty on the outside. And she's just, she's pretty because she's a person and she's a good person. And
0: yep.
1: it's, it's interesting also how I, I like that this conversation is, it felt like yeah. it was trying to say who you are transcends what you look like and the connection that you have or don't have with somebody is what's kind of key and important. I mean, yeah, Elizabeth Taylor could have done something, but that's Elizabeth yeah. Taylor. There's only one yeah. Elizabeth Taylor.
0: Yes. Rest in peace. Laverne's line that if they ever cut me open, I'll be Miss America. It's just, ugh.
1: Oh, just, God.
0: Just, just. And she just continues to lull herself that way. Yeah. And it's so sad. It's so sad. Mm. And it's like, uh, she's plenty pretty. Thank you very much. She's plenty pretty. I loved the way Shirley says that it doesn't matter. How how incredible she is. That is the show's biggest and best love story. I've said it before and I'll say it again, it's still true.
1: Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. I was going to mention that the actress who plays B is not credited. Neither are Lenny and Squiggy's dates, who get a lot of camera time right at the end. And I was well, wondering—I was wondering, I was wondering uh, if that was Michael's wife and uh, David's wife at the time. But I'm not entirely sure.
1: Yeah, that that would so, require a little more a little more yeah. research than we yeah. we end up usually doing yeah. for this uh, yeah, for these yeah, yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're doing these in bunches over the summer at the moment, so you yes. know we'll be this yeah. will be going up in December, I suspect. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, oh, perfect.
1: Yeah. Perfect. What do perfect you know?
0: Timing. We'll probably take caps and uh, post them to the Twitter and find out if anybody knows what the actresses are. Because for heaven's sake, I'm surprised that the woman who pl- plays B is not pregnant at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because she is a huge part of the episode, yeah.
1: Exactly, she's part of the episode and she's uh, and she's good. And she's really yeah. good. I mean, the yeah. subtlety with which she, the subtlety and confidence with which she speaks in the two scenes that she has. And the, ju- the blocking of her going to the jukebox, you know. Yeah and oh. and to that i and to that i say by the way beatrice chances are that laverne kick your scrawny ass um, <laughs> <sighs>
0: perfect mst2k perfect absolutely perfect
1: thank you thank you thank you um <laughs> but the- <laughs> But no, I, I, I love that performance though. And that was, and that was good. And the, and it's a bummer that she isn't credited. And that seems to have, this is like the third or fourth time I've seen people I think should have, should have been credited for season three, not be credited for season three. So I'm kind of curious because I'm not, you know, obviously I'm very familiar with the SAG guild as a filmmaker, you know, or at the very least I'm familiar with uh, it's some aspects of its history and some of those things. I'm wondering if there was a, if these folks, because this would have been the TV union, because they hadn't merged until like the 2000s or the late 2000s, I think. So I'm curious what what that's if if that was a union issue, um, mm-hmm. if it was an issue of they didn't want to be credited, or if it was an issue with like say the network um, and the length of the credits, for instance. Yeah. So
0: I'm wondering if you had to have a certain number of lines to be built. That was my that's question. quite likely. Which makes
1: sense. Hmm. I mean that 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 as a rule would be broken multiple times, but there yeah. are also a few episodes where those are sometimes cases I'd have to double check. Which is that they are would be people that they are the only guest stars on screen, so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter at that point. So. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Shirley getting her usual New Year's cold was really cute. Yeah,
0: that was adorable.
1: It's it's not the little chipmunk sneezes that I'm that I find the cutest of all because I know some people who do chipmunk sneezes and it's just it, it does admittedly I I heard someone say that sounds so unsatisfying, um, <laughs> but they are but they are absolutely adorable. There's there's a there's an actor friend of mine that every time she's on set and she has a little sneeze when we're filming somewhere where there's there's you know it's dusty or something it's a choo and oh god, um and. I did find that hilarious. Of sure the interesting thing, you know, the, the, um, you know, the, the conversation, the conversation and sneezing into the hair. Uh, but, um, but bringing it back to, you know, cause this film, this not film, sorry, the episode vacillates between, um, sweet and funny. I love the bit of just what you want to, are you going to go out now? Are you going to, you want to cry first and the little nod yeah. and, uh, and letting her get it out of her system.
0: Yep, 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 yep. That is friendship now. So sweet. So real. We said when we opened this episode, this episode is so very real. And it really is realistic. And I think everyone's experienced that level of heartbreak. And hopefully you've all had that kind of friend to cry on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cry against.
1: Yeah. 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 It's it's a raw deal. But in any case, it's it's good. And, and you know, it's just... You know, remember to if you do are in that situation. You know, be a friend. Split the last tissue. It's a best friend gesture. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Hopefully, you have double ply and just split the layers down.
1: That's a you know that's a good point. Yeah, double ply would definitely make that a lot easier.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think it's time for us to rank this one.
1: Yeah. Um. I would give this a seven and a half, almost an eight. Um the only things for me that hold it back a little bit is my God, that horn is the cringe comedy of Shirley trying to set them up on the date is a little much for me. I'm just not, yeah. a f- I'm just not a fan of cringe comedy. Yeah. It's, it's reason that there are some shows that I've liked some episodes of, but I've fallen out of. Um, yeah. like I haven't watched Brooklyn nine, nine in about four years, I think. You
0: uh, should tune back in. they have kind of toned that down.
1: Yeah. No, never- I, I, hear, I hear it's good stuff, but anyway, yeah. So that, that was, that was it for me, you know,
0: this is around an eight for me, if only because of the emotional impact that it has to wield.
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: uh, everything about that New Year's party scene is beautifully handled, beautifully written, beautifully directed. I love the boys' really innocent kind of attention-grabbing, but also fun-for-the-neighborhood stunt. I loved uh, Frank and Ender's bit in this. I love the very first scene. And I love uh, Pete and Laverne's attempt at romance, as awkward and as non functional as it was. So, this is around an eight for me. I'm going to go a little bit higher than that.
1: Right on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. And if you would like to know more or get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Night Night pc. Or you can find us at Night After Night Pod on Facebook, Tumblr, WordPress, YouTube. I think. Um, hopefully by this time we'll have that many subscribers. I don't know. Um, and uh, and yeah. So and we even have a Patreon if you would like to, uh, you know, throw us some support. Everything's appreciated. And I think uh, I think that's kind of the end of the main outro. Um, so Lisa, what do we? Ah oh man, it's I I don't know what it's going to be like next week though. It's going to be kind of dead around here. What what's going on next episode? <laughs>
0: Shirley's dying and Laverne's lying. Or are they? The episode's called The Mortician, and that's next week.
1: Alright, well, I guess we'll see you at some point from the cradle to the grave. I, I need to work on my Crip Keeper act uh, for Don't <laughs> Mind Me.
0: Join us! Join us, children! Hear what music we make. <laughs>